Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. how you get an exemption from a state law but yet the story goes from Chalkbeat Indiana that the Indianapolis public schools are allowed to sell two closed school buildings the law states that you have to make the buildings available to a charter school or a state institution education institution for a dollar Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. But this judge, Heather Welch, ruled that the uh, Indianapolis Public Schools can sell the buildings because it previously agreed to share referendum funding with its Innovation Network charter schools in 2021. Wait, what does one thing have to do with another thing? Why Why is it that the school district doesn't have to pay attention to the law? I mean, you had the Indiana Secretary of Education, Katie Jenner. You had the Attorney General, Todd Rokita. The Indiana State Board of Education all saying, this is what the law says. And the judge says that IPS, Indianapolis Public Schools, can sell uh, Raymond Brand. Is it Brandis? Brands? I'm not sure how I pronounce it. Uh, so that's School 65 and Francis Bellamy School 102. They can just sell them. They don't have to pay attention to the law. Now, no idea about uh, appeals yet. I get that IPS wanted to go for it, but this is insane. I don't understand how we get to this mathematics. If there is a law and the judge can say, yeah, but you don't have to pay attention to it because these people are getting money another way and that's good enough. I, I am I am not a man often rendered silent. I am confused. We will not say speechless. We will say confused. This is, I think this is abusive. Now, maybe there's something I need to understand that make me go, oh, well, that adds a little bit of a wrinkle. Right now, I think this is abusive of the judge, and I think that uh, appeals are, are in order. In a Quasi-related story, this is Broad Ripple, Mickey Shuey with the reporting at the IBJ. You've got groups taking issue with Indianapolis. They're going to spend $26 million to acquire the Broad Ripple Park Family Center. So this took two years, $19.7 million, a partnership between Indy Parks and and a holding company. That was a part of Community Health Network and a development company. The city 
has said that they plan to purchase the building within a year of the facility's opening in order to take full control of the property. They didn't want to put out a million dollars a year as part of a long-term lease agreement with this group. So if that was the plan, what is the issue? When these things come up, these local things, it is um, it is it is obvious that there's always a story underneath, and these things never get enough play, and they never get enough publicity. It is those things underneath that eventually find their way to the surface, and all of a sudden we realize, my gosh, we have got this ongoing problem and no way to unwind it, which is why it's so important that we pay attention to local stories and local subjects. To get this done, this purchase, there is going to be a bond uh, uh, authorization. They're beginning this process right now, the City County Council and the Metropolitan Development Commission. The bonds we issued through the Indianapolis Local Public Improvement Bond Bank will be paid back over uh, 20 years, carrying an interest rate of 8%. I'm sorry, what now? Hold on, make sure I understand. Are you saying that Indianapolis wants me to buy a bond to help them pay for the Broad Ripple Park Family Center and... It's going to take 20 years to pay me back, but I'm going to get 8% of my money? Um, I, again, I'm not speechless. I have questions. Never forget how important paying attention to the local things are. Everybody wants to talk about the national things. All the radio hosts want to be massive national players. And, oh, look how many people know me. Are you focused on the things that actually affect where you live and the people who live there? We need more of that. Because these two stories have me most confused. I don't even know if I 100% disagree off off the top. I'm like, wait, this doesn't sound right. Check out the story about Broad Ripple Park, the IBJ. Check out the story about uh, the school sales there at Wish TV. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. As a matter of just representation I don't think the American flag should be messed with and so personally I do not like the thin blue line flags Tony Katz 93 WIBC good morning find everything at TonyKatz.com get the podcast wherever you get your podcast producer Jonathan works hard on it he'd greatly uh, appreciate it just look for Tony Katz in the morning news wherever you get your podcasts or head over to WIBC.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Greatly appreciate that. I just, I, I think it's a manipulation of the flag. It's always bothered me. I get why people do it, support of law enforcement, et cetera. And I, that, of, of that message, I'm down. I just have never liked it, ever. But people do it and I leave it there. In Pennsylvania... 
Springfield Township, which is about 15 miles away from Philadelphia, said that the thin blue line flag should not be displayed. As a matter of fact, we would not allow it to be displayed in Springfield Township because it creates, quote, discontent and distrust, unquote, in the community. What? Huh? We're talking about the same flag, right? I don't think it creates discontent and dis- and distrust. Your what is your argument that the thin blue line flag is uh um oh uh, undeniable that the flag carries racist undertones to certain members of the community. Well, those members of the community are wrong and they should be told so. The same way students and professors and administrators and CEOs and others who can't figure it out should be told that supporting Hamas is wrong. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Grown-ups don't support Hamas. Despicable lowlifes support Hamas. Oh, hey, Congressman Carson, how are you? I didn't, I didn't see you there. Too soon? No, yes, he doesn't support Hamas. He just hates Israel and sides with the people who think it should be wiped off the map and called Jews termites. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. That's probably more accurate, feel the air quotes. A judge ruled and said, it doesn't matter what you think. People can fly this flag. As the court previously told the township, the First Amendment protects speech even when it is considered offensive. Yes, yes it does, and the American flag is never offensive. People opposed to the American flag, they are offensive. Do we see the difference? The American flag can be flown anywhere, at any time, and without question. People opposed to the American flag, those people are offensive, and there is no place for them. They are wrong. They are the enemy. They are terrible people. They are small-minded, slow bigots, and they can go to hell. See how that works? Do you see how that you see how that uh that comes together? You see how we do that? I'm glad we had this talk. If the American flag offends you, that's your problem. I don't doesn't mean anything to me. It's the flag of the nation. It can be flown. Well, Tony, if you're offended uh, by uh, the, the gay pride flag, why can't that be flown? It, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say you couldn't fly that flag, which, by the way, has nothing to do with being gay anymore. It's a political movement. So uh, grow up, if you would, just just a, a, a bit. But not in a school, because it's a political flag. The American flag is about our country. A political flag has no place. There are townships in Massachusetts that are now flying the Palestinian flag. Sorry, that's insane. How could a public flagpole carry anything except an American flag, uh, the flag of the state, uh, a POW MIA flag? That would be totally fine. But why would you carry a flag uh, of another group or another country? If you were flying an Israeli flag, at a state capital or a city or, or, or city government, I would think that that's weird. If you had an event in support of Israel, that would be something different. But on the flagpole, 
That would be odd. That would be awkward. It's about a concept of, of, of a standard. The public flagpole is for the American flag. The school is for the American flag. Now, if a history class has the flags of the globe around it, that would make sense to me. But I would think it weird if a teacher walked in to, to a, cl- a math class draped in a Palestinian flag, and I would think it weird if a teacher walked into a science class draped in an Israeli flag. I would think that is odd. I would think that that's no place to have those things. And I certainly wouldn't want those flags held up or put up next to the American flag, just like I wouldn't want a Chinese flag or a Canadian flag. Certainly not a Canadian flag. As a matter of fact, no syrup in the classroom either. Gotta have standards. Gotta have rules. Not the only story going on out there. Loudoun County, this is Virginia, where George Soros spent a million dollars to get a progressive uh, city attorney elected. She lost. Bob Anderson beats Buddha Bibaraj, I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly, by 300 votes. Why does this story matter? Loudoun County, Virginia, is where you saw boys claiming to be girls attacking girls in the bathroom, and the school board covered it up. And then when a father by the name of Scott Smith became angry that his daughter was attacked, it was the attorney there, the county attorney, Buddha Bibaraj, who then went after him legally. The school board lied about an attack and covered up an attack of his daughter by a boy who claimed to be a girl, and then they moved this kid to another school where another attack allegedly took place. This father gets angry, and the city attorney, the county attorney, goes after him. That attorney is now out of a job, although I don't think she has conceded yet, and every vote has to be accounted. We have to make sure we have the people's trust. The Democrats never seem to just say, okay, I lost, there it is, that's it. I mean, rarely. Where do you think the political right learned not to just cave on elections? I'm glad she lost. I'm glad the people used their mind. I'm glad the court recognized uh, that you can have a flag even if uh, you don't like it. Good stuff. 37 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 836. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sundays at 9 a.m. on WIBC. Dow futures up 115. NASDAQ futures up 118. Target shares are up because they had earnings uh, that were better than expected. Sales were down. Earnings were up which would signal that things are more expensive, right? That's the, that's the signal. 
It's seeing weaker discretionary spending. They're seeing deal-hungry shoppers, uh, says Target. So does this mean that they are also anticipating, like other stores, a pretty rough holiday season? Shoppers are not buying much more than necessities, they state. Looking for lower prices. Waiting for things to actually happen before taking action. One of the things that Brian Cornell, the CEO, stated is, if the temperature goes down, then they'll buy jeans or a sweatshirt. But until that happens, they're not doing it. They're not pre-buying. They're buying as needed. That's pretty interesting. People are that that much focused or, or that much directed on, on where their shopping is. The, of course, there has been blowback. The CEO could say, no, there was no blowback to our pride this and our tucking bathing suits that that go after children and try and confuse them. No, no blowback whatsoever. Yes, there was. Of course there was blowback, and it has hurt them. Then you've got the retail theft that has taken place. They've closed nine stores in major cities talking about the theft and the threats of violence. Of course it's all had an effect. They think, however, they can see... Uh, they see opportunities. Uh, they have added new kitchenware. They now uh, deal with jewelry from Kendra Scott, who's a larger name in that world. And they think that's bringing in a different kind of buyer or maybe a more willing kind of buyer. Look, uh, I can't say that I've been in a Target since the whole debacle. I don't think I've been in a Target since the whole debacle. I don't think. But I'm past the age where I need it. Uh, younger families with kids, oh, they need Target. They need Target. They need Walmart. They need these places. They, they, that's, that is just fact. Tony, they don't need it. Gosh, it makes life easy. I feel for them. I understand it. I'm past the age where you need a Target in your life. I'm not saying I, I won't go in there in the future. I'm saying that I don't think they're done feeling the pain just yet. The average 30-year fixed right now is 7.61%. Applications to refinance a home loan increased 2%, 7% higher than where they were a, a, a week, a, a year ago this week. And applications to purchase a home increased 3%, 12% lower than they were a year ago. This was the dip that we were talking about. Took a little while for the interest rates to catch up to where the dip was in the 10-year treasury. The 10-year treasury being the the benchmark by which you then decide the mortgage rates, that spread has been 300 basis points. That spread has gone down a little bit. And uh, the 10-year treasury is now 449 4.49 is a uh, is a pretty good number. That makes things easier. Remember, the 10-year treasury had gotten to 5%, making life a little more difficult when you have a 300 basis point spread and mortgage rates at 8%. Now you're going to see a 30-year Fixed, as as we just said, 
let it hit 7.5, and what we will get is a big jump because people say it's now or never, and if it goes down, we'll refinance. 8% was psychologically more than they can handle, and housing went to a stop. I certainly hope for for the, the sake of people in housing, it picks up. And then there's the whole, well, like attack on, on, on the realtors, if you will. Are we now going to say that paying a real estate fee is a junk fee and therefore we have to change that? Because if so, real estate market's going to change once again. And I'm not saying it's the end of times. I'm saying it will just make things different. I'll explain. In, we'll get to it, I should say, in the days ahead. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. The Israeli Defense Forces have entered a hospital in Gaza. A hospital where Hamas is utilizing patients and utilizing children as shields where they are building out their operations, and where they are hiding weaponry. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. As has been described, uh, this operation was to take the hospital and then engage with those members of Hamas inside while not going after the general public. Israeli forces were under attack. Uh, There were uh, encountered explosive devices, terrorist cells. Uh, At least five Hamas gunmen were killed, as is reported by the IDF. The IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic-speaking soldiers, quote, who have undergone specified training to prepare for this complex and sensitive environment with the intent that no harm is caused to the civilians being used by Hamas as human shields. So this is the Israeli army that brought incubators, baby food, and medical supplies. And Hamas doesn't want that to get through. When the operation took place, they was once they were in the hospital, there was no they were not met with resistance. IDF found weapons uh, and Hamas assets inside the hospital. Underneath the hospital, of course, is where they had the command center uh, in, in and their entire tunnel system. Hamas is a terrorist organization. The people who support ceasefire are providing support to this. I disagree slightly with Congressman Richie Torres, although I appreciate his comments at the march that took place yesterday. Democrat from New York who has been outrageously strong on Israel and incredibly smart in terms of, of, of the delivery. He's trying to reach people. And I'll respect it. I did actually ask um, uh, ask uh, on online if he was available for an interview. We'll reach out to his staff. Uh, the the level of disagreement we have on policy could be massive, but we agree uh, on this. What is it like for him dealing uh, with his party? And doesn't conversations like this also then lend itself to questions about other policies and philosophies? That's That's what I would talk to him about. What cannot be also debated is the fact that Hamas uses human beings as shields. 
Hamas is the enemy of all free and thinking people. And the people supporting Hamas, whether it be on the college campuses right here in Indiana, or the administrators supporting those students who are adults, or uh, uh, you know the, the administration staying silent, they support using human beings as shields because it's more important to have Israelis and Jews dead. That's messed up. And that's what's happening right here in Indiana. And this is why it is so important for people to speak. This is why um, this this rally that took place yesterday in D.C. was so incredibly important. Because you had to see the support. Everyone has to see 300,000 people gathering to say, we don't support terrorists. You think these Jew haters are the only people who can get together? We can get together. And when we get together, nobody's screaming. There are no fights. Nobody's calling for genocide like these pro-Hamas people do. The difference was palpable. Palpable. And I know that uh, that the, uh, the, the powers that be are, are, are desperate. Desperate not to notice. But we all notice. We see it as clear as day. There is a difference between the groups. There is a difference between the organizations. Who they are and how they think and what they believe. Massive, massive differences. And good. Good, let's keep talking about that. Let's keep exposing that. And let's remember uh, all the people in Indianapolis, like the city county council, like uh, Joe Hogsett, who see people chanting for genocide on their streets and say nothing. All those civic leaders. Oh, so brave. So brave in your silence. (laughs) Right, but I'm the problem. I'm divisive. Sure. Okay, kitten. What? Whatever you say, uh, I, I'll say it again. I have no idea what Nikki Haley was thinking here. I have no, I I have no idea why she thinks that this is a rational point of view. But it's not, and I think that she's about to see some suffering for it. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. As ridiculous, as ridiculous a concept as I may have ever heard from a Republican, the idea that I'm not allowed to use a pseudonym or a nom de plume 
that the government is allowed to track my speech. I have to identify myself to their to their desires. She is so far afield. So far afield from from rational thought. I, I, to me, there is there is no coming back from this. This is ridiculous, and she deserves the derision. I don't know if it's going to affect Iowa, but it, this should be coming up in that next debate they do. And this is a gift to Ron DeSantis. I'll get into it at noon. 